All right, sir. So we're today we're going to go with the mid fade. What are we doing on top? I'm going to leave the top. Leave the top. Yeah, just fade. Mid fade and line up. Got you, man. So, how's life, bro? Man, just turned 40, brother. Mm. Yesterday, I can't even believe it, man. I still feel like I'm 20. Is it one of those things where your mind says you're 20 and your body's like, nah, son? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely that, man. It's just crazy how time flies, bro. Ball fade, correct? Huh? Ball thing? Yeah, ball thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What's a, what's a piece of advice you have now that you're 40? Um, make a lot of memories for sure, man. Spend as much time uh, with the family, especially like a married man. You know, it's very important, man. Every 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 moment counts, man. Because the type of work I do, you know, it's you gotta take life. You can't take life for granted, you know. But um. You know, I started young. I had a baby when I was 17. So, you know, my son's big. Now my son's 22. But uh, it was difficult growing up uh, as a young kid trying to raise a kid, you know, and have my parents not the support that I needed and things like that. But at the end of the day, God's good, man. I've been taking care of it as much as I can, you know. got custody of my kids and... Okay, uh, it's it's been it's been a roller coaster, bro. But I I could say that God's always been there, and and uh, I guess without Him for me, it's it's been it, 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 it's it's been a blessing, you know. That's awesome, man. Yeah. This is uh I always like to ask people who are older than me. You know, I just I just turned thirty one myself. Right. And I think it's a lost art, man, of asking, you know, talking to older people because they've gone through some things, man. They live life, and mm -hmm. most of them have, you know, a gem or two. Yeah. You know, and for me personally, I always find it comforting asking asking people who, you know, had a <laughs> like a rougher upbringing. I would say. Right. You know, because if you're anything like me, man, I learned by my my mistakes, and there are a lot. Yeah, man. I, you know, my parents split when I was twelve. So we ended up staying with my dad, all of us were four. And growing up, man, I had to, you know, there's a saying in Spanish where they say, dime con quien andas y te diré quien eres. That's like, uh, tell me who you hang around with and I tell you who you uh, are, that yeah. type of thing. So, like, I, I grew up in South Central LA and 80% of my friends were all gangsters, man. Mm. So just hanging around with that crowd. You know, it kind of seemed like I was part of them, you know. Yeah. But just just being with them, I, I got I got in trouble a lot of times, man, and ended up in jail a few times. And uh, the me having my son at seventeen was really what changed my life, man. Kind of forced you to grow up. A yeah, bit. like 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 no, like right away, man. You know, like <laughs> not even a little bit. Yeah, like, like uh, quick, just straight in. Yeah, there. like. Uh, I was blessed to end up graduating high school and and then just try to, you know, work two jobs sometimes, two part-time jobs just to just to try to be a, the best dad you could be. Do but at the, same do, time, right? at the same time, I was, I was still a kid, man. I still needed it for my parents, you know. And so it was, it, it's been rough, man. But um, all I can say is, uh, like you say, you live and learn, man. And that's the only thing you, once you do a mistake, try not to do it again, you know. There's uh, one thing my my old coach from high school would always say, and it always stuck with me because it's, it's true. So life goes on, man. 
Yeah. You know, you could sit there and, you know, dwell on it. And, you know, for a lot of people, unfortunately, you know, they can't get past their past. You know, they yeah. stay stuck in that. But like you said, it's like, you got a kid, man. You got you to gotta do what you got to do to provide support. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it, it's been rough, man. But if, uh, if you don't learn from your mistakes, man, and, and then uh, there's people that, like you said, they live in the past, man. They stay stuck there, and you can't move from that. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. I mean, I'm... You know, everybody's situation is different. Like some people definitely do have it rougher, but you know, it's, it's kind of hard to say. Just you know, get it together. But yeah. at some point, you know, you would try to aspire to, right? It's like every every day is a new day, and you have a new chance every time you take a breath, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Easier said than done, for sure. Yeah, everyone's different, man, but. At the end of the day, uh, just gotta keep moving forward every day, brother. Yeah. <laughs> like you say, you can't go back and dwell on stuff because. And even if you can, man. Time doesn't, st- time doesn't stop for nobody, you know? Ooh, it just keeps coming at you, boy. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, that your job, what do, you, what do you do for work? I work for the county morgue here in LA County. Oof. So I get to. Um, you know, pick up all the deceased, those that died, stabbings, gunshots. They died at the county morgue, I mean at the county hospital, and we pick them up, and eventually they go to the coroner's office for autopsies. But I've been doing this for a long time, and I've been, I've been 18 years. I was a funeral director for 16 years. Wow. So I worked at a mortuary for 16 years, and then I uh, now I, work, I got hired finally at the county, and I've been there for three years now. So, congrats, man. Yeah, man, it's... How did you get into this type of, this field of work? Yeah, so... Not every day, I mean, <laughs> meet a coroner, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, my story is long. Like, I really, like, when I said, like, uh, when I got in trouble young, I ended up going to jail. Uh-huh. Um, I wasn't the gang manger or nothing like that, so I was always a good kid. So, in jail, I, I had the option to uh, go to a fire camp. I don't know, back in, I don't know if I have that program. But, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, the, the mic I got you. You know what it is, bro. This is a live podcast. Yeah. So you had the option to go to the fire academy. You were saying the fire camp in jail. Fire camp. Yeah. So they they select like like uh, certain certain people that are like doing good. They they haven't they haven't had any problems in jail. Or, you know they obey whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was fortunate to go fire camp and learn as much as I can and as I was fighting this case, this trial case, um, it got interested for me at, at 17 that like man I wanted to be a fireman. I liked I liked it, right? Mm-hmm. So I ended up being this this case. I, I got out with no with no misdemeanors, no felonies, nothing. I got out clean with everything and um, that's where I decided to become a fireman. So I ended up graduating high school. Uh, came out noticing that my kid's mom was pregnant with my first son and and like shoot so I, I went to Rio Hondo man college and I, I I registered to the fire academy and ended up graduating there and I was riding along with the fire department here in uh, in Montebello for a while so 
my my kids uh, my kids' mother's side of the family, mm -hmm. they're like like this hardcore Mexican family, like like hey he needs to work, you know he's not working, he's just going to school type of thing, you know. <laughs> and here she they is. Don't count that as work. Yeah, <laughs> like here, here she is, like pregnant, and my son was born, and and I'm here like going to school and then graduating from the academy, and then to become a fireman you have to do like so many hours as a volunteer fireman, okay. you know, like you have to be like. Uh, you're you're called an auxiliary after the academy, mm -hmm. so I was doing that, and um, I was going on calls with them, riding along with them on the trucks and everything, and and uh, but I was getting this problem back at home with me not working or providing for my son, mm -hmm. so I ended up uh, started working for AMR, it's an ambulance company. Okay, yeah, I was yeah. an EMT, so I was working with them and. I don't know if it's still the same, man, but like in 2000 back then, we're talking about 20, 22 years ago. No, 20, yeah, 22 years ago in 2000. Mm -hmm. uh, they start you off in the ambulance, but you only work part-time. Right. Like, you don't get four hours, like, right away, you know, so. And it's uh, probably like the worst ones, too, right? Yeah, like, so you're like part-time and you have to work your way up to, like, get seniority and then you get full-time hours, you know? Until you get some years. Yeah, in. so I was working there, man. I wasn't making that much money. Either way, you know, so it was like, man, I'm killing myself, you know, going to the fire department and going to work at night with the with the ambulance, and that wasn't happening. So, long story short, how I got into the into the mortuary business, I met I met a kid uh, with a suit and a gurney picking up a body at, at Beverly Hospital in the ER, mm. and I was like, dude, what are you what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm picking up a body from the morgue here from inside the hospital. And he was young, and I asked him, dude, how much you get paid? And he told me he was getting paid, like, at that time, like, $15 an hour. I mean, $15 uh, per body that he picked up. Work? Yeah, so he he, he was working 12-hour shifts, and and uh, I was like, how much bodies can you pick up in 12 hours? Yeah, you so you know, people, don't, people don't know, right? I was tripping out. And look, and this was a Friday, man. Uh -huh. And then he gave me the business card, and I talked to the owner, and the owner was like, Oh, shoot, like, this kid just graduated from college. I'm a good kid, you know. And he hired me on the spot, man. He said, come on Monday, ride along with this guy. I rode along with them, bro. And shit you not, we picked up about 12 bodies, bro, in, like, eight hours. All over the county, bro. Just And these were natural deaths. These were not, like, not even in... in no, not, nothing like where I do now. These were just, like, older people, died of convalescence, mm -hmm. died, at, died at a residence, heart attack, natural death, you know? You're right. And this was all, and I was, like, tripping out, bro. So at that time, $15 uh, times eight, and, and then, you know, I started making money, you know? Um, <laughs> and, and, and I just, I ended up doing that, man. I worked for that transport service for three years, mm -hmm. and then I started meeting people. Um, I started meeting people uh, that worked at mortuaries. And I started asking how, uh, you know, how, how to get into it. I was so, like, me, I'm the type of dude that I'm so ambitious, man. I want to do something, I do it, man, you know? So that first time that you pulled the body or went to go pick up a body, what was that like for you? Well, this is the thing. In the, with the ambulance, I already seen the bodies, you know? Mm. my That was my first time I saw a dead body. I was like, oh, shoot, you know? And these, like, these were, like, tragedies man in the freeway like you know in 60 freeway car flipped over family dies in the car and i'm there with the fire department so i got to see that oh, firsthand man. so once i transitioned into the mortuary business it was i don't want to say it was like whatever but you already used it, to it. i was used to it i had like 
a stomach for it and stuff like that. But that first time, like, there had to be a thought that crossed your mind, like, you know, it's not normal to see, you know, bodies, especially that amount, right? I mean, you have, like, family members who might die of old age. But yeah, yeah. That first, um, I don't want to say, like, mangled body, but, like, how, how, what was your first reaction to? Well, the first time, the first time when I first saw them, the first dead body, I, I was just tripping out, man. The first time you see it, um, obviously, the, in the field that I was, I was expecting to see it. But it was more like a, I couldn't show that I was scared or or, mm. or I wanted to throw up or things like that because my captain was there, you know. So I I was still in that auxiliary program that I was trying to get hired by Mark Bell. And know? they're they're ready. Oh yeah, they're, they're like ready. whatever, man. Just laughing, they were laughing because. Because like I said, we'll go like pick up a decomp and he's been there for like three months. They find him in the garage and it's just like fuming everywhere and they're laughing at you because you're trying to throw up and stuff like that. But <laughs> he's just amusing you. But yeah, <laughs> wild. Dude. But um, but yeah, man, that's how I started. I did three years in this transport service and then uh, I end up uh, getting hired at Guerrero Gutierrez Mortuaries. Oh, okay. Here in uh, Montebello and I I worked there. For you know, for 16 years, I was able to raise my kids. Uh, obviously, things didn't work out with my baby's mom, but I ended up getting custody of my kids and remarried. I met my wife there at the mortuary. And, oh, nice. Yeah, man, but you know what? I found Christ in my life, man, real awesome. young. Awesome. I'm a musician, man. I sing. I have a couple albums out. Yeah. Actually, the lady next door to you, she... She tripped out because she knows my music, man. Oh, really? Yeah. What type of music do you do? I, I do worship and praise, man. Oh, in Spanish, yeah. I write, uh, oh, in Spanish? I write, yeah, I write my own music. I have, I have like, a couple of English tracks, but it's mainly Spanish. And that, that that's my, uh, that's been my rock, man. I, if my relationship with Christ has been holding me together because there was time I just wanted to break apart, man, and it was so hard to So erase. let me ask you this. Yeah. In the type of work that you do... And with the faith that you have, what you know, like, what's something that, you know, sticks out to you every time you go and you pick up and you do your job, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, it it, it, it varies in different ways, because when I was at the mortuary, I, I had to deal with families. The mm -hmm. families were there when their loved one died. Right. And and I had I get to experience how... There was like a lot of families that were not even supposed to die, or mm. or a lot of families that they were just separated, and there was a lot of drama in there, and and um and a lot of people just took it for granted, you know, they were not prepared when someone passed, and now where I work now, I don't get to deal with families because these are these are not natural deaths, you know, oh. they don't have families when I'm there, so when we get there, uh, we pick up the bodies and we don't get to deal with no one, so that's what I was like. It's part of my faith. I, I just, I just don't take life for granted, man. I just think like, like if my wife goes to the, to the store and it's already been an hour and she's not back and I haven't heard from her, I started worrying, man. Like, because I'm gonna say I see all these, all these stories of how people die, man, and it's just been, yeah. I, I don't take nothing for granted, man. Nobody's promised tomorrow, man. I yeah, have, uh, you know, I work. I have another job too in the mornings and. Uh, mm -hmm. From one day to the next, there was a coworker. He passed away in his sleep, you know. And then, kind of like the common, the common phrase that everybody was saying was like, "Man, I just talked to him yesterday," you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, life's so 
so fragile, you know. And, you know, the Bible says that you're like a vapor. You're like a dew mm -hmm. in the morning. You're here. Yeah. <laughs> you're here in the morning and you're gone in the morning. It's yeah. Like that fast. Yeah, man. It's it's a. It's always important. I mean, like I tell people, like any religion you want to be in is cool, but try to have some type of relationship with Christ, man. Like one-on-one, -on -one, you know? Yeah. Because uh, you never know, man. What do you mean by uh, any religion? Well, all right, for example, I'm Catholic, right? Mm -hmm. And there's always debates when, like, Christians or Catholics and Protestants and all that stuff. I say, like... No, no, uh, no, um, no religion is going to save you. You know, the Bible says that nobody goes to the Father if it's not through Jesus Christ. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. Yeah, so we need to have a relationship with Jesus. Jesus first. Yeah, so that relationship with Jesus was really going to save you, you know. Mm. So I, I think that's, that's an important message, you know. Yeah, I'm Catholic. I have all the beliefs and everything like that, but. I don't have a relationship with Jesus. It's all for not, man. Yeah, not for nothing, so any type of religion that you're in, you know, I don't think religion is a mission of Unfortunately, man, it's my opinion that I believe that just like anything in life, people pick sides for things, you know, and they kind of forget the main thing, like they're saying. Yeah. You know, he died for everybody, you know, but only, a, only few are going to on his name, you know what I mean? Yep. You know, and people like to think that just because they go to church, that makes them some, you mm -hmm. know, them and God are good, you know, but that's not the case, man. If it wasn't for Jesus dying on the cross, my belief that yep. you know, past, present, future sins, you know, he's, he said he'll take them all away. Yeah, that's, that's true, man. Now, when God looks at me, he doesn't see the imperfection that I know I am. Mm -hmm. I'm human, bro. He sees perfection yep. in Christ, his son. Yeah. So you mentioned you're turning you turn forty, bro. So you got any plans? Yeah, man. I was telling you, I'm heading up heading to Miami tomorrow morning. Do you, do you, what are you guys gonna do over there? Hit the beaches? Man, I just want to hit the beach, lay down, pop a cold one, put some <laughs> music, man, and just chill, you know. And just. Put this phone away, get off social media for a while. That phone, man, it might yeah. as well have a leash on me, yeah, dude. Yeah, man. Just want to get away from all that for a minute. It's good, man, to find some solid solitude, you know, wherever you can. For me, like, I don't know if you have any hobbies, but one of the things I like to go is uh, work out you know, for an hour, oh, hour 15. That's my, my place where everything doesn't matter, you know. Right. It's me. Or I recently got into golfing. Oh, cool. My brother plays golf, man. Yeah, it's fun, dude. I'm not the type of guy who can relax by just sitting down. Like, I have yeah. to be doing something. So, you know, both of those things, is it works well for me. Yeah, yeah. What about you, man? What do you like to do for fun? Man, I do a lot, bro. Well, I play guitar. I sing, but I also do photography and video. You know? Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. I was my side hustle for a while, and um, man, I like sports a lot, man. Basketball, football. Yeah. I'm a big Kobe guy, man. He's got Kobe in my heart right here, bro. Don't lie, did you shut it? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. You turned that to the camera. Yeah, yeah. That's Kobe right here. <laughs> You're dedicated, bro. Yeah. yeah. I had 
I grew up a Lakers fan, um, you know, back when they were going for the three-peat and all that. Yeah. I was around like nine or ten years old. And one thing that always stuck out to me, that guy is like just his drive to be the best, you know. Yeah. It's those certain outliers of people where whatever it is, man, it's not just the physical abilities, but it's also their mental fortitude and, you know, that drive to become number one, stay number one, right? Yeah. Kobe was that guy doing 6 a.m. or was it? They called it the six 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 work six 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 workout where they oh, yeah, work yeah. out for six hours. Yeah, come back and rest, around. come back, yeah. That's dedication, man. Yeah, man. So when uh when Kobe entered the league, man. See, I was a Laker fan. I went to the parade in nineteen eighty eight with my dad, man. So mm. think about that. I was six years old when they won that championship. In the eighties, with uh, Worthy, yeah, and, Magic and Cooper and all those dudes. Yeah, I've been uh, a fan for a minute. Yeah, yeah, I even got the other text right here. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So that's my hobbies, man. I like football for sure. Raiders, diehard Raider fan, and Lakers, and that's all. Besides that, I like to. Uh, Man, just watch movies with my wife and chill. Nice. I like to hang out with the founders, just watch yeah. movies. Seems like time's so precious these days, you know. Sure, like, I, have to, I have two young kids, so I'm trying to enjoy every oh yeah, hold every it. minute. Uh, they're gonna be two and four this year. Oh man, enjoy it, brother. I'm trying, man, but you, you know, you know how it, goes. it got at one point. Like Christmas is my favorite holiday, mm -hmm. and when my kids were little, like four or five, and you know they're little. Man, I used to get so excited because I used to go buy them gifts and we're, we're like a couple of like hundred times you go buy a whole bunch of gifts when they're little. When they get big, man, it's a wrap, bro. Uh, they, start wanting, they start wanting the iPads. Yeah, and all anything. That. Like, it's just so expensive. So you, you can only like afford to buy them a gift each, you know, because it's too expensive now. But listen, dog, you're getting a pair of socks and you'd be happy yeah. with now. <laughs> but it's like uh, Christmas was. Awesome when they're little, so enjoy it, man. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. And a, a blink of an eye, man. They're gonna be teenagers, and you're gonna be like, "What the hell?" Was there a time? Uh, do you have a you have a boy? And yeah, so I got two boys, and um, and I I raised my my wife's kids. They're my kids, you know. They, they were uh, have a daughter, nice, and two other boys. They're my stepkids, but let me um, ask you this though. Mm -hmm. Did your son did, and when your son hit that, I'm gonna step up to my dad phase. How was that for you to think about that, or did you have that experience? Well, As like, the fact like, where it's like coming into age, you know, you're like a teenager as a boy, and you start thinking, you know, you can run your own life and all that. Oh no, nah, man! You, ever, you never had. I never had that with my son. Oh, thank good. God. Um, actually, raised raised good kids, man. They never raised their voice at me. They uh, they always they always been have good manners. They're awesome kids, man. Awesome. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and I'm my kids are small, so I'm enjoying doing all the little things with them. Yeah. You know, it's it's hard though. Yeah. Nowadays, where I'm not a I'm not a spring chicken anymore, but yeah. I'm not that old. And it's hard for me. Yeah, Sometimes but I, I just want to lay there and not do anything. You know. Yeah. What I mean? 
I think that the just you know get the respect that you need from them and always show authority over them. You know, you're the main one when they get older, so they won't have to be like, okay, I'm done, or you know, talk back to you or right. things like that. You know. Uh, yeah, man. So, how was it raising uh, a blended family? Did you guys all mesh together, or did it take a little bit of time? Because um, it wasn't easy. Mm. Um, my wife, my wife's older than me. She's uh, seven years older. Than me. <laughs> Same. Yeah. So she had uh, her kids already, and she has an older son. You know, uh, he's a uh, he's like twenty eight already. Oh wow! So when I when I got to, uh, start, when, I, when I started dating her, I met him first, and he was old. He was a junior high kid. They liked me. They all liked me. Uh, I guess just the simple fact of, like, your, your kids are my kids, mm. but we have to treat it like they're all our kids together, you know? We have to be equal. No was, favoritism. Yeah. That was kind of the tough part. Because sometimes I see, like, my kids wanted to just spend time with me only, you know? Mm. Things like that. Did you find it, uh, what was your experience trying to find that balance between, you know, splitting time with, how many, you said five kids? Yeah, five of them. Five yeah. kids, man. Yeah. I can barely do it with two. Yeah. The thing is, for me, was that the father, their father was around but not around and then i never knew when he was going to come around so i don't i didn't ever want to step over his you know they're his kids right so even when i moved in with my wife i told the dude like hey man look i'm not here to take over your job you know you're still the dad but i'll be the best friend for them you know whatever they need i'll be here but so i always gave him that you know gave him that respect but you know, after the end of the day, he wasn't showing up, so I just I just said, you know what, it's going to take over, man. I started teaching him how to ride a bike, how to catch a ball, how to do things like that, all of them together. And, awesome. And then, uh, yeah, like I said, I never showed favoritism. You know, if I'm going to buy one thing, I buy for everyone, you know, and um, yeah. <laughs> I don't and know then, if you've seen uh, that video on Instagram. 15 years now. That's awesome. That video on Instagram where this lady's trying to blast out her uh, her baby's dad for bringing his kids uh, McDonald's. And I guess she had like, I don't know, four or five kids, different baby dads. And uh-huh. She was blasting them on Instagram saying, how could you bring food for one kid and not all? And he's all, dude, I got to take care of all those kids. He's like, yeah. <laughs> it's wild, but that's where we're at, you know? Yeah. So I'm glad you had that other experience, you know, where you guys could come together and... You know, your kids are my kids and my kids are your kids. Yeah. That makes a big difference. Yeah, I had to, man. Like, you know, if I really love my wife, man, that's going to have to make it work, you know. Because, you know, a relationship will end quick if you're not, you know, showing the same love to everyone. House divided can't stand, bro. Huh? House divided can't stand. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm going to recline you back so you want to sure. Oh, I think that thing fell. Here we go again. All right, ready? Yep. So what was your era, era growing up? 
Good for you, ladies. Um, what do you remember? I was born in 82, but... 82? I started, like, partying, like, late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. So you got, like, a house yeah. party era? Yeah. How was that for you? Remember the deep house breaking and all that shit? <laughs> you thought you were Boogaloo Shrimp? Yeah, like, I was pop locking, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Does, uh, does it feel like a million years ago? Or I'm not trying to be disrespectful. No, it does, but, man. Yeah. It does. It's, it's just... Telling you, I can't believe I'm 40. In 40s, I guess it's like the new 30s now, but I don't know, man. Wow. I know for myself, like like I said, I'm I just turned 31, and mm -hmm. man, I would I would kill to have like four years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. being 20, 26, 27. Yeah. I notice things now that I didn't feel a couple years ago. And it's, it should be male. I mean, it's life, whatever, but like getting, hurting yourself sleeping, mm -hmm. <laughs> pulling things that never pulled before. Yeah. Like, what the, what's going on, man? Oh, it's going to get worse, bro. Uh, that's what I hear, and I'm yeah. not looking forward to that, but I'm also looking forward to, you know, growing and becoming a better person every day, you know? Yeah, yeah. I look back quick, man. Sir. All right, sir. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Sure, man. Thank you.